the yearbook sportscast i'm your host doug just don't cut and print give me the grammy right now the tampa bay rays have the third lowest payroll in baseball they're the third poorest team in the major leagues and they're in the world series unless they're not as of this taping, the Rays hadn't made it yet. So if the Rays did blow a three games to none lead and are not in the World Series, then this whole thing is ironic. But if the Rays did make the World Series, they aren't really a Cinderella. And the Rays' success would seem to negate everything we've been saying for years about how baseball's low-revenue teams, unlike small fries and other sports, baseball's low-revenue teams don't stand a chance. This is the part of this argument that I sincerely hate because it makes me sound like I'm either making excuses or Taffy pulling the facts to fit the narrative, but I promise I'm not doing either. To wit, in his famous book, Moneyball, about the 2002 Oakland Athletics, author Michael Lewis essentially wrote that baseball's richest teams got all the good players while the small markets like Oakland could only afford has-beens and a bunch of snake lights. But that's not true. Uh, Even the 2002 Athletics had three stellar starting pitchers. Three. That's good if you don't know. Small market teams can draft, can develop, can trade for, and can sign good or great players. The Rays, as well as the Pirates, the Royals, of course, the Athletics, and others, have done just that. And just in the last several years, you can have good players. The problem is you can't keep them or you can't have them all at the same time. Because of budgetary constraints, your stars, or at least part of your core, is going to have to go, and it's going to have to go at some point soon. This is so common that this reality is actually embedded in the vocabulary of small market fans, seemingly without some of them even realizing it. We've overheard plenty of fans of weaker teams just talking very casually. They're not trying to make a point. They're just talking casually about the offseason. And they say something like this offseason, we're not going to be able to keep this guy. Or we're going to lose two of our infielders, but I think we stand a chance to keep that other guy. Dodgers fans don't say that. Angels fans don't say that. Cubs fans don't have to worry about losing the left side of their infield. When the Yankees were winning title after title in the late 90s and early 2000s, their fans never conceived. That's why they never said anything about it. They never dreamed of losing Jeter, Jorge Posada, or Bernie Williams. Those players were there year after year after year. Whatever happens to this year's Rays, they very likely are not going to be there year after year after year. Uh, The baseball poor can also sign good free agents, but if that guy's a bust, well, that happened. Big budget clubs can afford to make mistakes in free agency and then just go get another free agent in season. What this has all done is it's blown up the whole premise of pitchers and catchers are reporting and also blown up the premise of spring training. Ah, late winter. Late winter comes with the hope of a bright new season. Except most low-revenue teams are basically eliminated before the season even starts. It is very possible for a few lowlifes to make the playoffs and maybe even reach the World Series, but winning the World Series almost never happens. It's happened twice in 25 years, and then that window closes very fast. Uh, The Rays made the World Series in 2008, but they lost. It's taken 12 years to get back, if they are back. This is a completely different roster, and look for the current roster of the Rays to leave one by one. 
America loves an underdog, but baseball is hell-bent on not giving them one. Uh, now for the Rays aren't really a Cinderella part. Uh, the Rays easily had the second-best record in all of baseball. They're really, really good. They were supposed to make the World Series this year. They still count as an upstart, though, because they're not one of the usual suspects. And if in Tampa wins, we'll have our second upstart world champion in the last six seasons. I just don't have much faith that this is the start of a trend where the underdogs rise up. And I expect to see the Rays start all over again someday soon while the Dodgers will just continue to keep whoever they want. This is the yearbook. Sportscast says in the yearbook at Hotmail.com to contact us if you want to find us. We're basically everywhere, provided PlayStation is still doing that foolhardy maneuver where they show shows. This isn't a show? Nope. Oh, well. The Lakers won the NBA championship, which seemed inevitable, which really does a great disservice to the Lakers. Obviously, any champion has to work hard, train hard, deal with incredible stress, and avoid foods that taste good to win. But the Lakers had a nearly year-long season, and it began overseas in the preseason. They had to travel to China. The Lakers did possess two big stars, but one, LeBron James, was thought to be declining, and the acquisition of the other, Anthony Davis, looked like it might prevent the Lakers from having any other players on the roster. Where was the rest of the team going to come from? Uh, The Lakers hired a general manager, Rob Palenka, who was a former agent following the lead of the Mets, who hired a general manager who was a former agent and haven't been heard from since. Then, obviously, the death of Kobe Bryant shook the entire franchise, and the Lakers and everyone else had to deal with COVID and then isolation. Through all of this, Palenka worked out this season. Uh, James and Davis were terrific together, and the rest of the roster actually turned out to be pretty good. But on their way to immortality, the Lakers then had the most trouble they'd had all season with a Miami Heat team that often played the finals without its second and third best players. Despite that, somehow, Miami hung around in finals games two through five, and they even dragged the series out to six games before finally losing. So the 2019-2020 Lakers are absolutely a story of overcoming adversity. There was real adversity here, but that unfortunately is obscured because of who was involved. There may have been doubts about LeBron James's health, but he's been in the NBA Finals nine of the last 10 years. The only year without a LeBron was last year. He's always in the Finals. This is what LeBron does. In 2013, the Spurs should have finished off James and Miami in Game 6, but James just absolutely would not be denied, and the Heat won that game and then won the series. The 2018 Finals, that was the closest thing we've ever seen to one guy taking on an entire team. It really was LeBron versus the Golden State Warriors, and he was terrific in a 4-0 loss. This is just what LeBron does, and unfortunately, it's just so easy to take it for granted. It's true that the Lakers were very, very, very fortunate to land James when he was a free agent. I mean, what would the current team look like without him? Where would they be? But LeBron James was not going to Denver. It was always going to be L.A., so it's obviously just so easy to take that acquisition for granted. 
without James, the Lakers might not have been very, very, very fortunate to acquire Davis. But again, it's L.A., it's the Lakers, it's Hollywood. Davis was not going to Atlanta or Milwaukee. The Lakers worked really hard for this title. But from a distance, it really unfortunately could be labeled a foregone conclusion. This foregone conclusion thing, just because we've gotten so used to Lakers and so used to LeBron, it's kind of a boat anchor on how hard the Lakers actually worked to win this. By the way, have you noticed that Google is celebrating the Lakers championship but not the Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup championship. If you search Lakers, if you search LA Lakers, your device is treated to fake purple and gold fireworks. If you search Tampa Bay Lightning, your device is treated to search results about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Really? Maybe the Lightning were celebrated in the days after they won the Cup. We missed it, and now the statute of limitations has run out on the Lightning. But really? Really? 